Hey, guess what, everybody? It's our Halloween episode. <laughs> I wasn't emotionally prepared for that. Well, but I hope everyone's emotionally prepared for this wonderful Halloween episode featuring our good friend, Jory Griffiths. Yes, it's a really good one. And we watch uh, the, what, what year was it? 2005, 2005 remake, sort of, of Amityville Horror, starring Ryan Reynolds in a career-defining performance. Career-defining, as in he would never do anything else like it in his <laughs> career. But if you want to see, so th- this this episode is just the beginning and the end, our discussion before and after. If you want to see, or I should say, do the watch-along, hear the watch-along, there's no video for this week, but if you want to watch the movie with us, you can go to patreon.com slash late night, and there we're going to put up the full uh, watch along section for any tier. You can sign up at $2, $5, $15, whatever it is. Sign up for the Patreon and you'll get the watch along. Yeah. And within seven days, you have been cursed and you will die. That's right. That's yeah. how the Patreon works. It's well, in the fine print. Unless you get someone else to sign up for the Patreon <laughs> at the $5 level or above. In seven days, you're getting a creepy phone call and you're done. Yeah. Uh, also on the Patreon. By the way, I just call them phone calls. We're going, we're going long with this bumper. It's That's hey fine. folks, this is a long bumper because we're sitting here in person. Brian and I, t- give me a high five. Boom. Physically in person. Also on our Patreon are a bunch of other commentaries that we've done with Jory mm-hmm. for The Sopranos, for Twin Peaks. I did one yep. with Vernon for uh, True Detective episode one, mm-hmm. and we do weekly minisodes. We have video versions of all of the episodes. It's just chock full of goodness, folks. It is. And there's something else you wanted to talk about, right? We'll talk about it in the mid-roll. So okay, there's great. a little cliffhanger for you. Ooh. Love it. So spooky. No, stop. That was worse than my first impression. <laughs> I was trying to do it again, like a, a Boris Karloff, but it, <laughs> I don't know. Wh- I don't know where that where that exactly went. Have I ever told you I wrote a joke many years ago, probably 20 years ago, that may be the funniest thing I've ever written. Well, you're telling us 20 years later is how we know it's good. Yeah. So I may, I may have told you this before. Uh, so this is a joke I wrote. Man goes to the doctor. Guy goes, Doc, you got to help me. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I, I keep flip-flopping. It's, it's crazy. One day... I'm a teepee, the next day I'm a wigwam. One day I'm a teepee, the next day I'm a wigwam. Teepee, wigwam, teepee, wigwam, teepee, wigwam. What's going on? And the doctor says, Mr. Johnson, I've told you, you have stage four pancreatic cancer. Can we, um... I need the joke censored and that oh. heavy pause. We're going to start with and, um, that. Can we talk? Jory, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could give you a physical high five for how hard we both let that land. That was that really land. great. <laughs> that was really great. <laughs> Brian, I, I really like that joke. It actually, Thank um, you very much. Earlier, I... Uh, I drew a very funny, <laughs> a very funny picture on my phone of uh, Layton's cat. Layton's cat, maybe. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> fucking brutal. 
wearing a dunce cap. Oh, I loved it. No, I saw that. I like that picture. <laughs> it did bring to mind my favorite Neil Hamburger joke. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, <laughs> why was iconic Doors singer Jim Morrison buried in a coffin that was 10 feet long? Why? To accommodate his dunce cap. (laughs) (laughs) Have I, I don't know if this is my place to say this. Did I ever tell you about the Neil Hamburger joke that my friend and yours, JP, wrote for him? It was told once and then never again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, go on. I, I feel like I shouldn't blow up his spot, but I really like this joke. Okay, do you guys know who Dave Mustaine is? <laughs> Almost entirely through jokes that you've made, Brian. I, yeah. I used to watch so much Best Week Ever that I'm certain I do, but I can't connect the name to the band. It's Metallica and then Megadeth. Close. Yeah, Megadeth is, is the big one. Piss. Okay. So, okay. so here's the joke. Why did Dave Mustaine shove three frozen egg rolls up his butt? <laughs> Why? Why? He was trying to beat <laughs> he was trying to beat his personal best of two. <laughs> I, you never break on a punchline like that. Oh, <laughs> that brought me so much testament. joy to hear. That was oh, really yeah. fun. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I love that. I think it's. I have to so ask you guys. Funny. I have to ask you something. It's a JP Hassan original. Am I peeking? Are my peas popping? You're actually fine, uh, unless you you get loud sometimes. Uh, then you're not. Hold on. Will you give us a little bit of your typing? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, what kind of word WPM do you got on that, Jory? Oh, Just there great. was a typo in there. Shit. Mm-hmm. Other jokes like that? It's not a Neil Hamburger one, but it's one I like. Have I ever, or Rachel, has she ever told you the whale joke? No. What's the whale joke? Here's a whale joke. I like this joke. Two whales are swimming in the ocean. One goes up to the other and says, First Will says, go home, Frank. You're drunk. <laughs> That's a very good bit. I like that. The commitment like made that me so happy. I'm really fond of that one. And that was one that I was really fond of when I was a kid. And the moment you started doing it, a, a cold pang of fear washed through oh, me because oh, of no. all the people on this planet. I know you were the one who is most likely to draw out the whale sounds bit for at least 10 minutes. And I became mm-hmm. very, very frightened. I was debating going longer. Yeah, you could have. And it would have recursively become funny again uh, via the. Oh, I know. I know how comedy works. <laughs> Sideshow Bob's mm-hmm. razor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a good principle. I like that. I like to call that the Jay Johnston special. It's almost <laughs> as funny as January 6th. Yeah. Now, for for those of you who weren't privy to our, our previous conversation, uh, 
Jory has not shut up about January 6th for the last three hours. <laughs> I am obsessed with January 6th. Obsessed with it. Pro or con, we won't say. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about January 6th? I'm having a hard time formulating an answer because there's so many options. Well, it just has big Capricorn energy, I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to check an astrology chart to tell you that there were a lot of planets in retrograde that day. Mm-hmm. That's very <clears throat> true, Jory. I was going to say the turd in Nancy Pelosi's drawer. Uh, <laughs> not that I, not that I, not that I agree with it from a political standpoint. I'm actually staunchly opposed to it. You mean her Harvard diploma? It was a Harvard dig? Did she go to Harvard? I don't know. I. I can't relate to any of this. <laughs> I'm going to check terrible. where she went to college. It's a terrible thread. I only just now noticed that Jory's typing was a message oh, into Trinity the Zencaster chat. That's right. And I think you did a very good job and your typo simply added to the character of the message. Oh, I didn't realize. I just saw that too. Thanks. So today, you know, it is, uh, Leighton, as you like to say, spoopy season. Shut. And shut what? Please be specific. Continue. Uh, <laughs> EP. Yeah. Jory, can you give us a, a real sassy shut the front door like in a movie? I, <laughs> I, think, I think that made me realize how totally out of gas I am because I, I almost <laughs> just said a flat no. Jory Griffiths bit guillotine (laughs) that's what the O in his name is for yeah for you to put Uh, the head of the bit in there and chop Uh, it oh there is an O in my name yeah (laughs) Griffiosi I think it's important to point out this is our latentest night ever it's true it's 949 is that right yeah 9.49 9.49 p.m. Which we mutually agreed to roll back from 10 p.m. This all worked out great. Yeah, it, it's it perfect. Really did. I'm only mildly stoned and mm. have some gas left in the tank. And we were mm. really warming up the bit engines in the text thread on the way yep. here. We really were. We, we had some good bits, which we'll read to you right now. Very big smile on my face. Here's the exciting thing. We're going to watch a movie. But I don't know what movie we're watching. Indeed. It's going to be revealed to me. The suggestion was 2000s horror. And I don't know if you guys stuck with that. I don't know if you went a different direction, but I'm anxious and and eager to hear what we're going to be seeing this evening. Leighton, (laughs) do you know? Because I don't. I want to guess. If you picked, I want to guess. Here's what I like about guessing. Okay. (laughs) It's not fun for the listener. And it goes on forever. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, it's because this is might be a surprise to you. I also haven't picked. Oh, we get to decide. It's down to two. And okay. there's one that I'm leaning heavily towards, and it's the counterintuitive one. Whoa. Well, so do do I get to pick or or how, do, how are we gonna do well, this? Well, I'm thinking about it. I'm just gonna steamroll both of you if you don't go with the one that I want to do, but you know, that's how well, the then show you works. just tell us which one do you want to do? No. Oh, okay. Let's let's introduce the show because this is the episode that comes out closest to Halloween. Hello, everyone. Happy Halloween. It's Layton Fright with <laughs> Brian Wrecked. <laughs> and Skeleton Grave. 
<laughs> and Jory Griffiths. <laughs> you know what? I knew you were going to do that, and it wasn't less funny despite knowing that. Yeah. Well, what the, if you spoonerize your name, you get gory right there. <laughs> oh my god! That was that was the thought process, Brian. See, because I gory Jiffus. There was a silent, uh, ironic yeah. reversal of expectations going on. <sighs> my favorite, Brian. Do you think that Jory thinks he's better than us? I think Jory knows he's better than us. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's too modest to admit gonna it. I'm just going to shut this down right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm garbage. <laughs> No, that's my line. <laughs> what was that Justin Timberlake movie, Alpha Dog? <laughs> you should. That's know what you Jory were in thinks it. he is. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that right? what? Alpha I'm Dog. Not to any of <laughs> Wasn't there a Justin Timberlake? Am I making this up? Justin Timberlake, Alpha. Hold Are you on. talking about DreamWorks Trolls? Nope. Boom. <laughs> Alpha Dog, 2006. Justin Timberlake. Oh, I so wished you were making that up because. Nope. That would be a very funny thing to make up. And it's very sad that somebody made that up for money. Well, this was before I think Alpha was like a thing like it is now. But apparently Justin Timberlake's before character you were that born. is Frankie Nuts Ballenbacher. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Who is this written by? Uh, Craig Mazin? <laughs> oh, guess who it was written by? God, who? Nick Cassavetes. Whoa. What? Written and directed by Nick Cassavetes. That's bizarre. Mm-hmm. Least featured player in Face Off? Was he really? I didn't remember that. He plays Nick Cage's buddy in the weird oh, prison wow. where you wear magnetic shoes on your feet. Oh, I remember that prison. Prison? Prison, yeah. That prison that's like a an entirely separate other sci-fi concept in this movie yes. that's already about having your face surgically replaced. Yes, oh yes. Guys, I've never seen Face Off. It's fun. I believe it's pretty it. pretty spoopy. <laughs> I like Face Off. It's fun. You know, it's it's both uh, Cage and Travolta being their most themselves. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we want to clap to start the record or? Can we do a, uh, instead of a, a clap sync, like something Halloween-y? Like a boo sync? That's exactly what I was thinking, like <laughs> a boo sync. So we're going to say, how about this? Right. Now, don't do it until I explain it. We're okay. going to say three, two, one, and then I'll say boo on boo. Okay? okay. Three, two, one, boo, and then we boo on boo. All right. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think I'm not. I think I actually don't understand the premise. I'm just, that, this isn't a bit. Okay. So it's three, two, one, boo. You say boo on boo. That's right. So you, the countdown, it, normally we would do three, two, one, clap, and we clap on the word clap. Now we're doing three, two, one, boo, and we say the word boo on the word boo. But is the word boo the prompt to say boo? So effectively we're saying three, two, one, boo, boo. No. Just, so there's an implied zero at which point we're saying boo. It's the same as the clap sync, yes. Am I wrong that like, this is just so much busy work to try to create like a sense of Halloween festivities. Like, isn't it more fun not to do this at all? It's more fun when people understand what you're fucking saying. To be frank. I'm sorry, Brian. It's if fine. I'm being honest, you were very clear and my listening and comprehension skills are wow. not very good. Now I feel like I'm being <laughs> condescended to quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one, boo. Boo. Ah! 
Brayden, that was the exact right move. <laughs> okay, I'm really glad. You just got booed by two dudes. <laughs> that was really scary. <laughs> <laughs> what was scary was watching the friendship break down between two people who were very close to me. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no coming back from this. Uh, okay, I'm closing the Alpha Dog Wikipedia page, and I am loading what streaming service, Layden? What are we watching today? That is a good question. So our two options, mm-hmm. they're, they're two different vibes. They're both mm-hmm. bad 2000s. They're in fact one year apart. Mm-hmm. One is from 2005. Mm-hmm. One is from 2006. Mm-hmm. The 2005 one is one hour and 23 minutes. The 2006 mm-hmm. one. Is that the title? Hold on. It's one hour and 25 minutes. Okay. The 2006 one hour 25 is available to rent on Amazon Prime for $4.29. I'm already not on board, but continue. The other movie <laughs> from 2005 is available to rent for $3.99. So I'd just like to point both out... both rentals? That they are both rentals. Okay. Uh, one is three minutes shorter than the other and like 30 cents cheaper. Yeah, nothing about that description was particularly <laughs> fun. Brian, I'm trying to take some of your ethos that you bring towards this show of really making it painful. I have no idea what you're talking about. Making it painful and tedious for other people to exist in this comedic space. No, wait, wait. (laughs) Legitimately hostile approach. Just take a step back just for one second here. What are you talking about? I really don't know. Brian, I just want to cut in real quick to say that I think Layton is being very inconsiderate. Thank you. I thought so, too. Quite frankly. Jory, can't you like be on my side for once, like even as a joke? I think Jory is not on anyone's side. He just goes, you know, Layden, the arc of the moral universe is <laughs> and but it bends towards justice. And I think Jory is on the side of, of, of justice on this one. Uh Layton, I want you to know that I think Brian is being very inconsiderate. Thank you. Go fuck yourself, Jory. Now that's a man who listens to women, oh, Brian. I've, I've listen to women <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. Listen to so many women. I'm an ally, and that's no lie. Because <laughs> on the sly... Oh, he's doing his slam poetry. <laughs> it's pretty fly for, for a, a white, white guy. guy. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Boom, you did offspring. it. I just want you to know, Layton, I listen to so many women. I listen to women who don't even know I'm listening to them. <laughs> yeah, name five women you listen to today. Today? Let's see. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> Lauren Boebert. Uh, uh, Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Megan McCain. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Barbara Bush. <laughs> R.I.P. Now that's spoopy. <laughs> I saw a patch on Etsy today that was the shape of a headstone, and it said Ronald Reagan's grave is a gender-neutral restroom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's pretty fun. And I thought that was pretty funny. That is fun. But it was also like, do you want the most obnoxious people in the world to start conversations with you because of that patch? Mm. And the last thing I want is for the most obnoxious people in the world, which, and to be clear, the obnoxious ones I'm talking about are people who would be offended by that. (sighs) Can we watch a movie? No, I was too busy telling you about the two different movies that we're 
the maybe cheaper going one. to watch. I don't care how long it is. Great. Then we're watching the Amityville Horror remake oh, remake starring Great. Ryan Reynolds. All right. Where can I get this? I literally already told you, but since you don't listen to women, you, I I'm don't not know which Barbara one that Bush. was. <laughs> no, you're look. I knew the, Barbara Bush, and you're no Barbara Bush. <laughs> Thank God. The Amityville Horror, 2005, starring Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Yep. And I just want you to know that the movie that you didn't pick was mm-hmm. the movie that if you die in the game, you die for real comes from. So that's on oh. you. Oh. Okay. Uh, Stay Alive, starring Frankie Muniz, star of My Dog Skip. <laughs> and there's Jimmy Simpson. Oh, wow. That's cool. Okay. I'm going to rent this Amityville horror thing. Yeah. We're all looking at a shirtless Ryan Reynolds and a girl on the ceiling. I'm just on Amazon Prime, ready to rent. Actually, let me click on more purchase options and see what those <laughs> are. This is interesting. Get it on the LaserDisc. Okay. You can rent HD for $3.99 or SD for also $3.99. Why would I rent SD? All right. Rent HD. I definitely don't want to buy this, even though it's only a dollar more. Yeah, that's really how they get you. Okay. Rent the Amityville Horror HD $3.99. Yep. Continue. Brian, have you seen any of the previous Amityville Horrors? I've seen clips from the original. You know, I know the deal. But I really want to have this conversation. Can I interrupt real quick? Because I prefer to give my money to the nameless and faceless billionaires who run Google rather than giving my money to the very face-based man, Jeff Bezos. Oh, he's so hot. So I'm on YouTube, and I opened up the YouTube search bar to type in the Amityville Horror Mm -hmm. uh, so I can rent the movie. And can I read for you my – because it shows your (laughs) search history. Oh, yes, please, Jory. All right, so here we go. In order, from furthest away to most recent. After Hours movie. Oh, yes, please. (laughs) Matt McMuscles, who recently did a playthrough of Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. the video game I directed, Homebody, on his channel. Mm. Leprechaun 3 Deaths. Nice. Uh, Garbage Day, as a reference to the iconic death from Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Uh, Asia, Steely Dan. Okay, good. Saw X deaths, hoping to find spoiler deaths for a movie that has not been released on digital yet. (laughs) Succulent Chinese meal, as a reference to the iconic video of an English man being arrested. Uh, Loki McDonald's. I think I heard that there's an 80s McDonald's in the new season of Loki. And I'm not going to watch the show, but I wanted to see the set dressing for the McDonald's. Mm. It's pretty cool. Great. Leprechaun in space. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, okay. I was going to ask. Doubling down. Is it Leprechaun 3, uh, Leprechaun in the Hood? No, le- that is actually the fourth entry in the can. Okay. <laughs> in which I forget the rhyming couplet, but Warwick Davis's Leprechaun character does utter the words, because you know the lep is the real OG. Oh, my uh, God. So there you go. Anyway, carry on. Did you see the Warwick Davis news that was making the rounds in the last day or so? No. What type of news? He's hashtag embarrassed that you can't stream the new Willow series on Disney Plus anymore. That is pretty hashtag shameful. Yeah. (laughs) And the headlines were like, Disney embarrasses Warwick Davis. And, (sighs) And really what he did was he posted this thing and then put at the end, hashtag embarrassed. (laughs) 
Well, it would be great if there was some kind of organization of labor that could be done in order to protect the rights of actors and writers as associated with the so-called new media that have been the standard for streaming services and execs for the past uh, yeah. 15 years. Too uh, bad so if there, was there is not. You're right. I feel like an idiot for suggesting it. I have seen the original Amityville Horror, and okay. I don't think it's a particularly strong or interesting movie, but I think it's well-made and it's got good performances in it. I think that this movie is not a direct remake of the movie you're talking about. It's like sort of a remake and also based on a novel. It's just not good. This movie gave me my first ever panic attack. Oh no, I forgot where Amityville is. Wait, How could you it? have possibly forgotten? It's in Long Island. Oh, I, I forgot it was in Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Long Island, a place about which I know literally nothing. Other well, Jory, allow me to fucking educate you. Oh, God. Okay. What's the worst <laughs> place you know? I said jokes from podcasts, not pedantry from podcasts. <laughs> pedantry? Pedantry? I peed in a tree once. <laughs> Who's being pedantic? Yeah. Who's being pedantic? Um, I think it's pedantry, isn't it? I don't know. You can oh be right God. and still a pedant. Yeah. <laughs> what I do in the privacy of my own home is my business. <laughs> you know they they remodeled the Amityville house that's in. Long Island, but instead of vowels, it's asterisks. If that makes mm. you feel any better, Brian, in the way that I'm saying the words Long Island. Sure. Yep. Great. Just yep. pretend that there are asterisks so you can see that it's the word Long Island, but you don't actually have to read the word Long Island. Honestly, if it's four followed by six asterisks, I assume it's Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I ended up on dictionary.cambridge.org looking up Cambridge? the pr- pronunciation. Wait, did you say Cambridge? does think he's better than us. What an asshole. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Okay, so they have two pronunciations, all right? They have a U.S. pronunciation and a U.K. pronunciation, and I'm okay. going to do my impression of both, okay? <laughs> Are you listening to these or just reading the IPA? I am going to, like, do my vocal impersonation of both of these two audio <sighs> files that I just heard. Here we go. So here's the U.S. pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Pedantry. <laughs> And here's the UK pronunciation. Pedantry. Ah. So there's not a long E to be found. Dre, <laughs> uh, I think you did a really good job. I did too, actually. <laughs> Lighten, that's so nice. Thank you. Now let's move on from how cruel Brian has been. <laughs> Can I show you my favorite text-to-speech on MW.com? No. I'm going yeah, to. You can. Do it. So wait, we actually have an issue with using the Cambridge Dictionary over the Merriam-Webster Dictionary? Cambridge? What are we doing, Jory? <laughs> it's, it was the first Google result. I don't know what you want from me. It's Cambridge, 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 Cambridge. To find Merriam-Webster? It's not that you're using Cambridge, as you say, versus Merriam-Webster. It's that you're calling it Cambridge instead of Cambridge. The river is the cam, but the... City is Cambridge. See, Jory, he really does think he's better than us. I'm pretentious for not knowing any of this shit. I would, Leighton, I would rephrase. I know I'm better than you. Here, listen to this. Hold on. Just listen to this. Give me a second. 
Capri pants. <laughs> I'll play it again. Capri pants. Capri pants? Capri pants. <laughs> Fuck that. Play it again. Capri pants. I think it's saying Yanny. Hold on. I promise this is a good one. Do you have all this bookmarked? No. <laughs> it's the only thing on his There we go. Ready? 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 There's two pronunciations. Argy bargy. <laughs> or. Argy bargy. <laughs> I think argy bargy is objectively funnier. I was ready to try to keep the bit of being frustrated with this going, and it just it brought me so much actual joy to listen to. Oh, I love Argy Bargy. Let's watch this movie. I'm tired of all the time you're wasting. Um, <laughs> this has gotten so hostile. Am I? Yeah, I was. I was about to like say, are, is this being especially snipey tonight? I think it's is fine. it because of the late hour? It is. Well, no, it's because I think all of us individually each feel ganged up on somehow. Well, a, 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 as a white man, I feel like I'm in the minority. <laughs> I, it's like that triangle that's like uh, you can have it fast, cheap, fast, or cheap good. Fast, cheap, or good, yeah. Except the triangle says like, eat shit, fuckers. <laughs> yeah, well, Brian's obviously eat shit. And I'm shit fuckers. The three options were eat, shit, and fuckers. Well, if you hire me for something, you'll get it slow, bad, and expensive. (laughs) (laughs) One might say that our dynamic tonight, uh, that life might be in our hands and death Mm -hmm. on our minds. Mm -hmm. It explodes like 12 sticks of dynamite. (laughs) Jory, that's from the 12 Angry Men poster. But you wouldn't know that, you uncultured heathen. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, have you guys seen the Criterion cover for 12 Angry Men? It's fucking gorgeous. I know, though, this is the third time we've talked about fucking 12 Angry Men, a movie I didn't even, like, go that crazy about. Yeah. This is, like, the third time in the past. Oh, yeah, that's cool. What can I say? It explodes, like, uh, 12 sticks of dynamite. 12 dicks of dynamite. Um, 12 Angry Men doesn't pass the Bechdel test. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the thing that I was building up to say before tensions broke out was that <laughs> we're <laughs> we're talking over this entire movie right mr yeah, Wecht, so. tear down this wall <laughs> <laughs> doctor thank you though fuck every single week i want to call brian mr brian wecht and i physically have to restrain myself well i was doing a ronnie ray gun impression it was no, very I, funny <laughs> by the way i thought i thought it was great jory he iconically said Mr. Gorbachev. So that was that was the move I was doing. We all got it. <laughs> I was I'm trying to defend my decision. I, I didn't want to I thought it was Jory, I thought it was very funny. What I should have done is acknowledge that and then I was moving one step further. We're all so on edge now about <laughs> we're trying so hard to make it seem like this isn't hostile. Have I told <laughs> you guys the, the whale joke? <laughs> all right, three to okay. No. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold whoa. on. We have things okay. to talk about okay. here before okay. we get okay. into this. Okay. That was really. Okay. 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 I think okay. we're trying to okay. talk about okay. like de okay. escalation okay. tactics okay. here, especially okay. two men okay. who say okay. that they listen to women okay. and the women who's trying okay. to tell okay. them something okay. about the movie that we're about okay. to watch. Okay. Which okay. is that Jory and I have been listening okay. to a lot. Okay. 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 Oh my God. How does your wife do it? I'm not married. Wait, has it all been a lie? Well, it depends uh, who you ask. 
<laughs> we have an open marriage from Thursday through Sunday. <laughs> Is this something we need to stop the record to talk about? Or? No, oh, it's Wednesday. Okay. I feel like I've been trying to say the same thing for 10 goddamn minutes. Troy and I listen to a lot of the podcast with Gorley and Rust, which has a Patreon where they do commentaries of the movies that they talk about. I have been vastly, greatly enjoying the commentaries that they've put out, and I have not listened to a single one of them with the movie on, as I imagine is likely the case for most people listening to this episode on either the public or the premium luxury of patreon.com slash late night where you can give us money to hear more of this terrible podcast, which I would strongly advise against. But they talk very consistently through the commentaries. There's like very little dead air. I want to keep that up, especially because it's late. Mm, and tonight. I... <laughs> Carry on. Layton, you can, you, can, you can keep going. I was so momentarily moved by that sentiment and delivery. I just had to genuflect for a moment. Anyway, yeah, I just think this movie's a pile of shit and we should talk the whole time. You've seen it already. The last time I saw it, I was probably, I don't even remember. I just remember my traumatic first experience watching it. So when you were eight, when this movie came out, right? And you saw it in the theaters. No, I did not see it in the theaters. Okay, that's good. I saw it on my couch because my mom wanted to watch it. Mm -hmm. So we did. And then I had my first panic attack. And I'll point out to you the moment that did it. There's a jump scare. And it's, I have seen the jump scare since, so I think this will be very funny. Okay. Jory, have you seen this movie? I've been trying to get my phone to pronounce, there, it finally (laughs) happened right as I spoke. Do it again, do it again. Genuflect. You got it. That was great. Thank you. I have seen both the original version and the 2005 remake starring billionaire Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Well, um, I uh, we probably should start the movie and then just talk about both movies. Yeah. I also want to make sure that we at least to give some semblance of where we are in the film. I would like to periodically just say, like, we are here and this is what's happening. You mean with runtime? Like where we are? Like just hovering over or saying like what we're seeing. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because anybody who watches this movie and does the commentary at the same tri- same time, you're a true... <laughs> <laughs> I can't say words and record at the same time. <laughs> same try. Why is that so funny? I like that both of you find it very funny because I do not find it funny at all. And I'm thrilled that both Jory's of you are cracking up about like it. Cry. It's really great. <laughs> all right. Are we all ready? Ready on this? Please tell me this isn't going to be another three, two, one boo situation. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do <laughs> I'm going to count down okay. to the countdown. So no. I'm going to count down. No. I'm going to say three, two, one. And when I get to the end, oh. that's when the countdown starts. Okay. Ready? Let's do it. Okay. The countdown to the movie will start from 10. So I'm going to count down three, two, one to the countdown, and then I'll start counting down from 10. And then it'll be at the end of that, it'll be three, two, one play. And that's when we play the movie. Brian, do you hear that sound? 
I don't listen to other people. It's the sound of us losing money because people are yeah. actively refunding their subscriptions. People All two of them. Here we go. Three, <laughs> two, one. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, <laughs> five, six, <laughs> three, four, five, six, five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Four, two, seven, three, seven, 15, seven, 16. Now I have to, sorry, I have to start Negative over. I lost five. my place. Sorry. Were three, you doing digits of pi there two, for a minute, Brian? Not that I know of, but yeah, probably they're in there somewhere. <laughs> three, two, Fibonacci one. Fibonacci sequence. 10. <laughs> this is awful. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Oh, now to start over. Why did you talk in the middle of this, Jory? Don't talk during the Nobody countdown. thinks this is funny. Three, In, in the genuine two, interest of trying to keep things going, one. I've been trying to remain silent and respectful of this bit. Yeah, fucking right, Jory. Three, two. Hold on. Three. Yes. <laughs> yes, sorry. Thank you. Yes, this is a good time for questions before I really What's get into What's this it. hostility about? That's a good question. Do we want to unpack that? Are you the accusing starts? the woman in the in the call of being hysterical? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm just trying you. to count down into this movie, folks. Here we go. Three, two, one. Ten. Don't fuck nine, off. Eight. Seven. Six. So right about now, five, you're probably seeing four, the three, iconic Metro Goldwyn Mayor logo one, with the Roaring Lion. Play. Brian, how do you feel about video games? I hate them. I refuse to play them, and I don't like people who make them. Noted. How do you feel about our friend Jory, who listened to him on this episode? Doesn't he think he's better than us? Look, Jory thinks he's better than us because he is better than <laughs> us. I, got, I have to be fully honest about this. He does, but he should. Yeah, he's completely well within his rights. And in the spirit of being better than us, I just wanted to share that the... Uh, the game... The game, the game you the made game, with Jory. The game that I made with Jory that I'm here to promote uh, is on Home sale. booty. Don't do that. Boo, because it's Halloween. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> this is why we never do this in person. All right. So Homebody is a survival horror puzzle game that has a lot of heart and jokes in it. So if you liked our previous game, Dream Daddy, and you like horror, you might enjoy this one. I think e you will enjoy this one. Thank you. Even better... It is now 50% off on sale. Uh, there's mm. a Steam Halloween sale that goes Terrifying. from October 26th to November 3rd. Mm -hmm. So if you buy the game during that time, it's discounted by 50%. And where is that? That's on Steam or what? That's on Steam, Xbox, Switch, PlayStation. One of those is fake. Which one? You'll never know. Oh. <sighs> Yeah, the, the the game is so good, it's scary. Mm. Esquire just said that we were one of the top 30 games of the year. Wow. So, and, and how many games came out this year? 28? Yeah. 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 Uh, no, it's a legitimately good game. I loved it. I love playing it. I think it's incredible and that everybody should buy it, even if they don't play it. Yeah, buy it. exactly. Please support Jory because he deserves it. Yeah. And we're really proud of it. So yep. check out Homebody. And, you know, if you get invited to go watch a meteor shower with your friends at mm. a creepy old house, mm -hmm. say no. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going. With that. <laughs> uh, and also, now, look, we're watching the movie now and the episode. Go to Patreon to, to find that. But don't don't. Here's what you should do. You should go buy Homebody first, then go to the Patreon 
and then watch the movie with us. But now- But if you have to choose, but if you have to choose between Homebody and the Late Night Patreon, your money is drastically better spent on uh, Homebody. I actually agree with that. Yeah, especially because of how bad this Amityville horror movie is. Like, I really can't stress enough what a miserable experience it is. Uh, So, you know- we're really good at promoting that's our it. Patreon. It's, it's more fun if you call it a Meadyville horror. And they live in a town called Meadyville. <laughs> it's where Super Meat Boy is from. I gotta go. Okay, bye, everybody. This, has to stop. <laughs> uh, this movie sucked way worse than I thought it did. It was just. Yeah, and it's. Boring. I knew okay, that. I'm turning this off. I knew that the jump scare that gave me my baby's first panic attack was going to be incredibly minor and it's very funny to me how minor it was and I think it says something really interesting Barely about even like registers as I know the things that really like change for you as you grow older and experience more stuff and like boy yeah. I don't bat an eye at shit anymore but I think it's like a tolerance that you do build up and it's like a muscle you got to use it like I think that's interesting. Anyway, I went on Does the Dog Die before this movie, which is what I always do before I watch a horror movie, because I think that the aims of the website are very good and they provide an incredibly useful and very granular service for people who are otherwise kind of wandering into the dark, especially with genre movies that contain a lot of triggering topics. I think it could be a very helpful website in that respect. That's a generous read. Thank you. That being said, I think that the way people answer the checklist of questions on this website is consistently very funny to me. (laughs) Because I'll go on there and I'll sort by the checklists of like, is somebody possessed in this movie? And the answer is yes. You can see a list of the movies. So I'll do that for like, you know, things that are not good and be like, oh, interesting. This is a good recommendation list. Anyway... For this movie, there was one that says, does someone have a seizure? Ten votes for yes. Someone commenting, towards the end, the main male starts to move violently as he rejects the evil. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and like the way that a lot of people are triggered by, you know, witnessing an animal in pain and things like that. Mm -hmm. For me, when a main male... uh, Moves moves in any way that isn't placid and calm. I just fucking lose it. So thank you, yeah. thank you for editing out all of the audio of me panicking while we were watching those scenes. Yeah, one of my favorite things about the website is when people will like kind of misinterpret the question to get it to fit a thing that happens in the movie, <laughs> and it's just like, what are we even talking about? Such like, as. I get that you're coming from a good place, but I don't even know what we're doing here anymore. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but the comments kind of work similar to like the Reddit upvote downvote system. So <laughs> they're just funny interactions. I mean, God bless people who contribute to that website. I think it is genuinely providing a great service. It's just they are sometimes funny as they are doing it on accident. Yeah. Anyway, fellas, movie of the year. Wasn't that great? It's very good. <laughs> so much worse than I was expecting. <laughs> so I, I was trying to remember movies that I saw in theaters that I was scared of because I saw this in theaters and I remember being so completely bored and miserable at the experience of it. And I had already seen the original at this point. I remember that. And so the movies that I can remember being scared of up to this point were from 1999, which were The Blair Witch Project and mm-hmm. the House on Haunted Hill remake. Oh, sure. 
Interesting. With Chris Kattan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> As the house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, very abstract, like a cool kind of like interpretive dance, like space work kind of thing. Ah! Sorry, there was just a terrifying hydrophone in the credits and it fucked me up bad. You still have the credits rolling? <laughs> He's committed. Why would I have turned them off? I turned He's them off. He's a city <laughs> Brian, you've seen Blair Witch, right? Yeah, I saw it in the theaters when it came out. Okay. Actually, yeah. I believe I was living in San Diego at the time and my parents came to visit and we all went to see it together. Oh, that's sweet. Interesting. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yes, but the motion thing made me ill. Oh, that was okay. going to be my guess. I enjoyed it. You know, I thought it was suspenseful, but I had to like close my eyes for a significant portion of it because of the, the movement. But yeah, I, I mean, did it super scare me? No, I, I like the mythology side of it. You know, I thought they did a great job about that. I found that interesting, yeah. especially in like what was in kind of the early days in some sense of the internet. So you could like look it up. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yes, you're cool. telling me. Yeah. It's not like I researched a three-part series on how Blair Witch influence uh-huh. found footage or God, I hate myself. Anyway, if you want to listen to that, look up late night deep cuts. It's I'm Jerick and I put a lot of work into it. Well, yeah. Did I like Blair Witch? Yes. I like Blair Witch. Have I seen it since? No. Maybe a, like a clip here and there, but not beyond that. I regret picking this movie so heavily. Like, this is our Halloween episode, and I picked <laughs> not even fun bad. I just picked a dud. It's fine. It was a fun. I'm glad we watched dud. it. And now, I mean, I won't be sleeping tonight, but... Very frightening. Very frightening, yeah. It's rare you get to use the word sopping, but I am I am sopping <laughs> wet with this, so... Yes. Because of all I, the Frenching. <laughs> <laughs> On that break, when I went to get water, I, <laughs> I had to, it was after our long count in and I literally had to like take off my sweatshirt and my leg warmers. Yes, I was wearing leg warmers and my wow. Uggs because I was so like soaked in sweat from the stress of doing that count in. <laughs> I think it was very normal. I don't know how we decide ultimately to break up this episode uh, considering the late hour and the commentary and the everything. So if you're here and you didn't hear the commentary supposedly on our Patreon, you're one of the lucky ones. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I-, I think this was fun. I'm glad we did it. It's always a pleasure whoa, 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 spending time on. with We're the We're not done. I'm not, I'm just saying, I'm not wrapping Oh, that up. felt like a wrap up to a bit. That, <laughs> yeah, didn't, really that didn't did. feel like a... A wrap up to a what? <laughs> Uh, no, no, that, that felt, uh, wait, what did I say? Because what I meant to say wasn't a wrap-up. I meant to say that what Brian was doing felt like a wind-up to a bit. It didn't feel like he was wrapping up the end. A wind-up no, wind to a what? Yeah, a wind-up to a what? I don't understand what you're saying, Jory. Is this a, is this a, a, a running, a running, I'm trying to think of a running <laughs> thing. Like a marathon? <laughs> I am not messing around with you guys. I legitimately don't understand what you're talking about, George. I'm really not kidding right now. I don't understand what you're saying. Can you just like lay it, like explain it to me? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to put you out. I'm not trying like to, to mess with you. I just want to understand what you're saying. 
in the moment where you were starting to say that this has been fun and it was good that we did this, uh, Leighton thought that you were trying to uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. do kind of a summary uh-huh. of the experience that we've had so mm-hmm. that you uh-huh. could end the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, right, but I wasn't. Yeah, I interjected to say that it didn't feel like you were trying to end the episode. It felt actually like you were starting to uh, create yeah. a runway uh-huh. to a uh, a gag. Like to that was prevent- too. It's too colorful. Um, <laughs> It felt like you were attempting to uh, use filler words in order to uh, create tension. Well, I, I hold on. Filler words. I don't use filler <laughs> oh, words. No. I, I really reject the notion that I have, quote unquote, filler <laughs> words. Everything I say is carefully considered. Uh-huh. And I wouldn't describe anything I say as, as filler. I'm not saying everything is equally important, but certainly I wouldn't describe any of my spoken uh, material as as filler, as you so dismissively. Can put I it. interject real quick? Mm-hmm. Listening to this exchange has felt like I'm the little kid who likes Kiss, and Ryan Reynolds wants me to hold the log together so we can hit it with the axe. <laughs> Am I the log in this metaphor? <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah yeah. You're the kid with the log. Brian has the axe. Mm-hmm. I'm the camera. I would like to completely change the subject. It's come to my attention by the fact that he told me he was going to do it and then told me as he was doing it and told me after he did it. The jury has watched a film, Brian, that you and I both greatly enjoy. Oh. And that film... It was foremost in my YouTube search history earlier on. Mm-hmm. Do you recall that conversation, Brian? Was it uh, After Hours? Correct. Anyway, so you watched After Hours because Gorley and Rust, an excellent podcast that you got me into, have yeah. come back with another season of Yuppie Nightmares, which that's right is a great genre, and After Hours certainly counts. So... Instead of talking about the horrible shit, worthless movie we just watched, let's talk about After Hours. Because it's officially After Hours. It's midnight, and I I, have to take... I have to go to bed pretty soon. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, well, we all do, but... So, Jory, this is the first time you've seen After Hours. Correct. Uh, Arguably, or maybe not even arguably, the only Scorsese comedy. Thoughts? I think it was a load of fun. I do think it's really interesting. I think it does something really impressive tonally, which is that the movie is in some ways a thriller. Yep. You see at least one violent murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're almost witness to a suicide. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of incredibly dark stuff in the movie, and yet tonally it's doing this balancing act of feeling like a dream or a nightmare in a way that somehow manages to keep things light. Like it's a very silly movie in spite of 
a lot of upsetting subject matter in a way that I think is really singular, particularly like the Safdie Brothers movies that feel like they're pulled in part from After Hours, I realize, in retrospect. Yeah, I can see that. They are comedic, but I think that you're supposed to be miserable in the tension <laughs> of them in, in, a, in a way that I think really works, particularly, I think, in Uncut Gems. I experienced yeah. that much more as, like, just pure stress. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, After Hours is, like, the thing I really enjoyed about it, at least in my viewing experience, and I'm curious how you both feel about it, is that I feel like I am having a good time, having mentioned the Statue <laughs> Brothers, watching this character go through this awful thing. Like, yes. I feel like there's a disconnect that's deliberate between the character and me as a viewer, like the emotional experience mm-hmm. is like designed to create that remove in a way that I think is really entertaining and funny. Uh, I think it's really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully with you on that. I think there's so much of it. That's like the relatability, but part of that relatability being like not relatable in the sense that you are corporeally and actually, but relatable in that Paul feels like the ineffectual powerless state you are in in a nightmare or a dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like, yeah, I've emotionally been there in my dreams for decades now. Yeah, and I, I think that like speaking of feeling ineffectual, like, uh, like a feckless, miserable uh, fucking worm, uh, <laughs> speaking as a white man who's done office work and who has like tried and failed to have like an interesting social life. I definitely see my own mediocrity reflected in Paul in a way that I think is like, that's the thing about it. That's probably the most relatable. Mm. Like I, I'm not a person who would make choices that he would make, but it definitely is like, especially at the beginning of the film, you almost feel like, excited and proud of him for the risks that he's taking in this like strange experience that he's kind of opening himself up to. Like when he meets uh, mm-hmm. the sculptor at the beginning of the film, who they, by the way, I just said sculptor. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they actually use the word sculptress, <laughs> <laughs> which is an insane phrasing. I never would have thought of before seeing the movie, but like, He's being so, like, kind of brave about it that it's like you almost do feel kind of impressed with him. And yeah. then he fucks everything up. It's the Sisyphean nature of the whole thing. And I think there's something about, as somebody who is a not related to the beloved popular horror video game Homebody, uh, the, being mm-hmm. a homebody where going out at night and doing new things is like a fucking nightmare. And this movie is like, yeah, your anxiety was correct, actually. Oh, um, yeah. And also the universe is laughing at you. But I kind of on that note of feeling ineffectual, like we talked about this the other day, but the running explicit themes of like castration throughout the movie, because it's so explicit about it in a way that I feel like so many men-oriented movies like this are, like, deeply insecure about the fact that they're actually about, like, castration fears and, like, fears of being, like, a feeble man or less of a man or something like that. And it's being hidden under, like, a lot of violence and machismo. 
And this movie is just so on its face about like, that is exactly what this movie is. Like Paul feels emasculated and ineffectual. And this is just spiraling out of control with his like worst anxieties about that becoming true. Yeah. I'm not the best judge of this, but I was surprised reading about the movie afterwards that it was like basically an all male creative team, as far as I can tell. Because it does feel like it's very keenly observed about those, like, masculine fears. Well, yeah. Especially compared to other Scorsese movies, right? Yeah, it feels more aware about it. And maybe it's just because I like the movie otherwise so much, but I don't think that's quite it. But, like, I think another movie I would be pissy about the way women are portrayed... I kind of love it in this movie because that's the movie. That's what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His perfect mediocrity. He's good looking and he's he's like, you know, a little bit funny. Uh, he's got some desirable qualities. You're talking about the character or the or Griffin Dunn? Oh, I, I think uh, Griffin Dunn is actually very good looking. But I mean, Paul specifically, yeah. the, the character. That um, as a movie where it's a series of episodes of him meeting extremely desirable women who are extremely open to like sex and other kinds of relationships with him and that he then like botches in various ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do think like by the time you're meeting like uh, the Catherine O'Hara character, who's like, I think the fifth in a parade of very (laughs) desirable women that he ends up with. It feels like a deliberate joke that it keeps happening. And there are so many movies where the parade of desirable (laughs) women coming to meet the mediocre white male lead is not a joke. Like it is just completely (laughs) taken at face value that he is entitled to this. And it's like pretty impressive that that feels like a deliberate joke. True. Yeah, and the fact that it's like him, (laughs) he is a fool for thinking there was a good ending to this and that a series of very attractive women interested in him is like anything but a trap. Like the way that you (laughs) phrased this the other day when we were talking about it, but (laughs) quote, mediocre man has unbelievable sexual escapades is such a completely unobserved thing in so many men's filmographies. And I responded to that with an, an emoji of Marty. (laughs) Um, which is the more shameful aspect of that exchange. I remember I saw this film when I was in high school. It was one of the like early, like what the fuck is going on films for me? (laughs) It it might've actually been my first Scorsese. Oh, okay. I was going to say, actually, I think it came out the same year as, and I, I, I hold Terry Gilliam in much less regard than I hold (laughs) Martin Scorsese, Mm -hmm. but like it came out the same year as Brazil. 82, right? Huh? Uh, 85, I think. 85? Okay, I'm way off. Yeah. And it, it definitely has, like, some of the same dream-like white male failures, but <laughs> I think Brazil, as an adult, is a much, much less interesting reflection on that stuff. Yeah, I, I have to, you know, I think this is a common thing. The older I get, the less I like Gilliam. He also just seems like a dick bag. He uh, seems like such a fucking asshole. And Scorsese seems like a pretty all right guy. And yeah. every time he takes digs against Marvel movies, I like him it's more. So Damn great. it. I know. Wow. And the, the fact that it He's always right. it always makes the news because you're like, you they won't be, you won't believe what Martin Scorsese said about Marvel now. It's like, who fucking cares? <laughs> of course the guy doesn't like Marvel movies. Like, and yeah. who cares? He cannot like them. It is not interesting. 
whether he oh, likes them or not. Oh, are you writing a think piece about how Marty's movies actually aren't all that good because he said a thing you don't like yeah. about Marvel movies? Shut the fuck up. I'm exhausted with myself for even saying that sentence in that voice. Uh-huh. Like, just fuck me. But I, I was going to say that I remember seeing this and a couple other things around the same time with Griffin Dunn and thinking like, he was one of my favorite comedic actors in the eighties. He had some really, really strong comedic performances. And then, I mean, he's been a steadily working actor for his entire career. Also, as you might know, Dominic Dunn's son. And, uh, I, I love Griffin Dunn. I think he's so charismatic and when he does comedy, he just cracks me up. There's, there's just something about his delivery, which really gets me. <laughs> I think it's he's very, very funny. His deliveries are so especially funny in After Hours, too. Yeah. Full disclosure, I don't know who Dominic Dunn is. Okay, thank you. Neither do I. <laughs> he's a, a, a journalist and a writer. Uh, oh. I think he wrote for Vanity Fair for a while, and he covered, I believe, he covered the oh, OJ stuff guy. for Vanity Fair. I think that's No him. way. Look at him. Yeah. I would not have pegged Griffin as his son. That, wow, that's wild. Okay, interesting. I gotta look him up. Yeah, yeah you, you'll see his face and you'll recognize him. I can't pick out where I recognize him from, but... Yeah. It was a long time between my first and second viewings of this movie, probably like 15 years or something, but the bagel and cream cheese stuck with me <laughs> as a thing. Mm-hmm. Surrender Dorothy, of course. <laughs> uh, just that last shot back in the office where it's, oh, yeah. it's like sped up or whatever it is. Yeah. So great. That score, I love that score. Oh, score is fantastic. I don't know who did it. I can't remember. Uh, it's Howard Shore, right? Oh, it is? Oh, that's cool. I think so. We should do a version where it's the Lord of the Rings score, but it's the same movie. <laughs> How do we feel about the poster? I like it. I can't tell looking at it whether I actually was familiar with it or whether it's just like got an 80s poster trope that uh, I had like thought a lot about, which is like, a weird little head in a context that doesn't make <laughs> sense. <laughs> I've always found the poster for this off-putting. It strikes me as too comedic for what the film actually is. It looks like it's a, like a Porky's-esque. Yes, like, it, yeah. it seems like an 80s sex comedy, which I guess it is in, in a sense. I avoided it for a long time because of the poster, but after seeing the movie and having a deep love for it, I really like the poster now. This kind of poster reminds me of uh, Something Wild, the... Melanie Griffith movie. It's not at all similar, but it's another like a sex comedy. Oh, interesting. Which one? The main one that comes up when you search it? I was going to say, is that Jeff Daniels? That's crazy. Yes, the one with him upside down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Physically turning my head upside down instead of doing the thing that all computers do, which is rotate images. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I I hate 80s sex comedies. It's just... (laughs) You know what other movie the um, the poster for Something Wild made me think of immediately? <laughs> what other poster it made me think what? of? Uh, the poster for Drop Dead Fred. That's yes. exactly what I was thinking! And Hell I couldn't yeah. remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're so 100% correct. About Drop Dead Fred? Yes, I was thinking about Better Off Dead, and I was like, that's not it. That's not the oh, poster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Drop Dead Fred. Oh, I love Rick Mayall. Drop Dead Fred has a lot of great stuff in it, even though as a film, it's almost unwatchable. <laughs> I've never seen Drop Dead Fred. 
I watched it during like my uh, my young ones phase oh, yeah. in uh, in high school because I was like, oh boy, this is going to be like a deconstructive, co- like clever comedy, and it said it's just a shit show. Have <laughs> we ever talked, Jory, about how in I think seventh grade at a book fair at my school they were selling Neil's Book of the Dead, like Neil from the Young Ones, and yeah. as one of my comedy books, I read endlessly. Uh, as a teenager, I had Neil's Book of the Dead. And there was a whole thing about how special it was to find a white piece of shit in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I have never read that book, and I really wanted to at the time because, like, I love the idea of supplementary materials for that show. Yeah. They were just, like, impossible to find. Aside from the fact that I was able to get a ROM of the Commodore 64 Young Ones game. Oh, there's a game? Fuck. And it was virtually unplayable. Yeah. It was a real disaster. That's crazy. Typifying similar adventure games from the time, it was a game where you walked around, picked stuff up, and put stuff down. Yep. And the end goal of the game was figuring out what to pick up and put where. (laughs) Like the win state was, these objects are in these places. That's crazy. It's an awful game. There were some pretty dire games. Sounds awesome. From back then. (laughs) I like picking things up and putting them places as long as it's not a real place or real things because in real life doing that sucks. Similar to Brian Wecht, a Mm -hmm. lifelong grievance of I'm sure many, many thousands of adventure game fans was the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy game. Oh, Jory. Where at the end, Marvin asks you for a tool, which is pulled from a random list of tools and there's a very strong chance you have dropped that tool in a place where it is now impossible to retrieve it at an earlier point in the game, making it impossible to complete. I know you can put it in the thing your aunt gave you that you don't know what it is. That's the thing. You got to put it in the thing your aunt gave you that you don't know what it is. And that's why you put everything in that thing. (laughs) Fucked up bad. (laughs) And that way, when Marvin asks you for that at the end, you have it. So you never need to drop anything. Really? I know that now. You just put it in that thing. I know. Did you figure that out on the first time that you played it, Brian? No, that game is so hard that I didn't figure well, basically go. anything out, and I went straight to the Invisiclues book <laughs> and got hints from that. So Infocom had this amazing series of hint books. So you would have a little, like, marker, and you could reveal clues in order of helpfulness. Right, from vague to specific. But the cool part about it is they were funny and some of them were fake. And by revealing all the clues, you got like a fun supplementary thing for the game. That is awesome. I'm looking at pictures. Why isn't there more of this? They're really great. And especially for a game like Hitchhikers that already had a good sense of humor, having this thing as like more comedy material it's fucking yeah, awesome. and also all the art on these other ones are amazing too. Yep, you'd want to get them even if you knew what you were doing, just because they were fun and funny. Wow! Oh, I got to save some of these. These are just like gorgeous graphic design. I love those Invisiclues. I've often read about them, but I've never, uh, I've never actually seen them. So, uh, yeah, I had them, and I had a bunch until they got destroyed by a flood a couple of years ago. Oh, oh that sucks. Yeah. I wonder if the water revealed any of the... Maybe it did. Oh, that's a lovely thought. Yeah. A lot of fun jokes came out of that flood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if that flood was a traumatic thing for you, Brian, and I'm undermining that fact. It's Jory, me. 
I'm fine, but thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, I have to go to bed. I'm very tired. Yeah, me too. I have a child well, that gets up in the morning. I watched uh, After Hours on a plane, and I was probably just a little bit drowsy, not even close to enough that I didn't take in and retain the specifics of the movie. But definitely, I think it actually kind of complemented the movie in some ways, because like yeah. when an unrelated character reveals later in the movie <laughs> that she has one of the plaster cream right. cheese bagels uh, and Paul like throws it away in disgust and horror. It's like <laughs> such like one of the most effectively dreamlike things I've ever seen in a movie. I just loved yeah. it. And I maybe feel a little similar to that right now. I am disoriented. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Jory, as always, my favorite episodes are when you were here. Ah, Even when the movie is god awful. It was a real shit show. So, yeah, if you watched the movie, if you didn't watch the movie at home, this is coming out right before Halloween, put on a cute costume and go have some fun. I'm, I'm holding myself back from making a spoopy joke and I'm just like putting it out here so neither of you put that on my home. Just you Put know, that can- on my home? What? <laughs> yeah. Like the, like, like, the, like the flies coming out of the grate, you know? Right, like putting that evil on it. Yeah. Oh, I see. Now I get it. All right. <laughs> well, listen, we, we should close this 1230. out. 1230. I, I do want, Leighton, I want you to do a sign-off. So I'm going to count down to <laughs> no, no, your sign-off. No, 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 okay, here we go. Ready? No, no, no. Ready? Happy Halloween. Three, Happy guys. Halloween. Two. Please make I can stop. only assume that. Happy one. Halloween. The home was a segue to a plug for the game that we wrote, Homebody. Play Available now, now wherever you get your games. games. Jar, cut out the plug. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Leighton Night is produced by Brian Wecht, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore night, or email us at LeightonNight at gmail.com. <laughs>